0: Venezuela has suffered an economic crisis since 2010 and currently has one of the highest violent crime rates in the whole world. Because of this, millions of Venezuelans have left their homes. Follow us along this journey where we will focus on the human experience factor rather than the political, while still discussing the why, the how and the when. My name is Julia Savarino and you are listening to The Why Podcast.
1: My name is Ricardo and I moved to the UK when I was 18 years old. That was back in January 2015. I am currently 25 years old. And the main reason why I left back home it was due to the social, um, political, yeah, and economic situation. At the time, I thought it was already quite relevant uh, to leave for a future, especially um, because my sister was living already in the UK. After she got kidnapped, she obviously hated the country and she decided to flee with her boyfriend. And she very kindly got me a ticket and I moved here since then I've done every type of job as I came here with very little money and a backpack and I'm very ambitious I have all these things that I wanted to do just didn't know how to now I'm doing my access course to higher education I work in an insurance company I'm more definitely more stable
0: what would you say that you felt what what did you feel when you came into the UK for the first time? And you you were young, you didn't know anything. How how did you cope with that?
1: So when I moved to the UK at the time, obviously I was eighteen, I thought I felt like I knew everything and I I've always been a bit premature. Like that's often something my mum always told me, like I'm always like rushing in life, which I learned to stop it. But at the time I was going for it with everything i never felt um i never felt i was really sad of course i was crying a lot i was really kind of scared but i always knew i was leaving forever i never had intentions to come back um i, I always knew i was gonna leave forever i do miss the country but i think with me so i don't miss so much a place i miss a time so i I don't think I'm, uh, obviously, if I go home right now, if I go back there, I have nothing left for me. So at the time, mainly, I was just really sad, really worried because I had very little money. Um, My English was, wasn't, I, I always spoke a bit, I always spoke English, but it was very American. I didn't understand a single word British people would say because I don't get, I didn't get their accent. I was petrified with Scottish people because I couldn't, understand a single thing they were saying yeah I just remember getting down off the plane and it was so cold and I was like not used to it whatsoever next thing I know it was all very exciting and I found and I, I tried to use that as an excuse and an opportunity to reinvent myself and I really did but it gets tough when you know uh, family members get old um, some family members obviously passed away because it's been a long time since I've been there so I think at the time when I moved here, I kind of knew that that was going to happen somehow. I knew that that was going to be the last time I would see a lot of my family. I expected that to happen. So it hit me hard. Of course it did, because at the end, you kind of say bye and you know they know and you know, and it's like really, it's a bit bizarre if you think about it.
0: Do you not have then anyone, anyone there
1: any family members or friends from school? Or... So no, all my friends from school are are, are out. Um, they're all in different countries, so they're all spread around the world. Yeah. I don't think I have any friends there at the moment. I think everyone pretty much ran away from it a few couple of years after I left. I do have my godmother is there and I have a course in there as well. But they were planning to live anyways as well. My parents were there of all this time. I saw my mom in 2016 for a month with my dad, and then they left. And I obviously uh, at the time I was really young still. I remember the minimum wage there was five pounds and ten pence an hour. If you was under 21 years old, so you got like five pounds. Obviously, I couldn't afford to just go and get my parents a a ticket or like so so that's always something you it's on the back of your head when you're spending money on things that you probably don't need Mm -hmm. and then you're like you could be helping them
0: yeah
1: luckily they've always been quite self-sufficient and they really know how to move themselves around that country they really know how to how things work so they kind of know what to do
0: i was um talking to my mom recently about The fact that if you live in Venezuela, you have to be very smart in the way that you, you know, present yourself when you're out. And, you know, the way you shop and the way that you leave your house and you just have to be very careful with tiny little things because it's so dangerous, you know. Um, Is your
1: mom still here?
0: My mom is here, which is really, 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 really nice, yeah. It's just crazy because you really have to be Kind of like on it all the time if you if you actually leave the house i feel like i never really experienced that because i left i was 15 14 so you know i was a, a child
1: it is funny because um i i been always i don't know if you can tell i've always been quite rebellious i've always done yeah. whatever i want and um i've been roughed so many times that literally i don't know how many times i've been rough but i never like because you are not living there and that is so normal like Venezuela is a place where you get robbed and your mom rather than asking are you okay your mom will probably ask you did you took your phone out in public yeah so it's more like a cultural thing now that people are so used to that happening that rather than putting into question why is that happening they question what were you doing yeah that allowed that situation to happen that as you were saying with um how you present yourself mm-hmm. um yeah, if you fail to do it properly, you will get mugged.
0: Um, talking about that, actually, I mean, you said you don't miss much of a place, but is there anything that you kind of miss or that you sometimes think about and you're like, wow, that, that was nice?
1: Yeah, I mean, as I said, it's more the time I always did what I wanted. And I, as you said, when you left, you was really little, so you probably didn't got to really go out at night as much or probably... <laughs> Go clubbing or go into um, Bellas Artes. It's like this place in the center where you have all the hippies and all you know, and all the it's really artsy and it's really nice. Um, I did all of that, and it was really dangerous already when I used to do it. What I miss is how careless and how carefree I was at the time because I didn't have anything to strive for yet. The youth there, I really doubt they, they're on the mid-20s and they're thinking on what apartment they're going to buy or where they're going to go traveling next, unless you can really afford it. Mm-hmm. So I was just all about just really enjoying the city, which I really did. I miss that time of Caracas, which was so um, vibrant, and lot of things going on at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say I miss uh, the country because I probably go back now. And it will ruin every good memory I have from it because it will look so bad right now.
0: Do you think that there is any, any hope? Do you think anything could change in a certain amount of time? Do you think that's possible?
1: I like to think, you know, I like to be really positive and say that that's a fact. But this government has been in power for over 20 years. So... That, that drills into people's heads, especially if you're um, not well-educated, to start believing these things that they tell you. So I think it goes beyond any economic issue that we may have, is now people's mentality. A lot of Venezuelans wish to have the first world experience and have a, so you have a safe place. Um, But the people that actually complain about it, the first ones to like, for example, don't um, accept LGBTQ rights or there could be some racism and stuff like that. So I think it's along the mentality now, there's a lot, a lot work needs to be done. The youth, I personally don't know anyone of my friends that is actually living there and I'm just 25. So that's the, that's the thing. Youth changes things. The youth is obviously the future. And having young people that actually want to strive for more and actually work for their communities. And that's obviously one of the things the world is obviously benefiting from Venezuela is they have well-prepared individuals that are prepared to live. And, and not because necessarily they want to, but because they have to. So it's a tough one, really. You like to think it would, but. You never know.
0: I think it's what's happened is that people just became tired.
1: Yeah, and it's a waste of. Um, it's just a waste. It's just really, really. It, it's a waste of obviously of the country's resources, um, and that doesn't really help the situation either. But then again, it's just the mismanagement of the, the government's implementing. So, it is what it is, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: Boy, one can help. Things change, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean I hope so because you know, if I think about it, I think obviously it's because I left as a child.
1: Uh when you left what year you was in school?
0: So I was fourteen when I left, so that was yes, that's year ten. So I would be yeah, like I was still very young really. I was very, very young. But, you know, I did I did I did enjoy my friends a lot and I enjoyed my family a lot but my mum just had to get us out of there that's what she said so
1: yeah and that's (laughs) the the thing as well there is so much of the country that potentially there is a lot to be missed about it but then obviously all of that gets overlooked because of the actual situation nowadays and i remember back in 2015 when the protest there were 60 students killed by the the government that didn't really reach the the news um, internationally as much as it should have so i remember back at the time there was some misconception that venezuela was such a lovely you know like why are you li- why are you moved here it's so cold because you look at it with eyes of love and you're like, yeah, that's my country. And, and especially when you just moved here, you're like, yeah, there's a lot of good things about it. But if you are being realistic, you can you need to spread awareness of what's going on back home rather than lie and say, yeah, we have the best views, which is true. We do have amazing things to see and amazing people. Our people is really kind and it's really friendly and they like to, you know, they're funny. They They see the silver lining on everything really. Which is a really good quality, but I think the point now, especially if we want to see change, is to spread awareness. And I think right now that's definitely the case and with what you're doing right now, you're helping that as well.
0: I mean, I think that's that's really an important conversation that needs to happen, you know, because there are many people in the UK and across the world that just don't know anything about what's actually happening and because it's just really just hidden just under the rug and no one knows about it no one talks about it and you know it just it's just a country that's really really suffering and you know even if that's because of them or because of the government or because of you know whatever it is there's just many people that are suffering every day and that have suffered so much for so long and we can just hope that it's going to end one day but for now i think it's quite important that we represent Venezuela because, to be honest, whenever I hear someone says like, "Oh, I know a Venezuelan," you know, we're very hardworking. We're very, you know, ambitious. We know what we want, and we we work really, really, really hard.
1: Yeah, it's as we were talking um, earlier how how you don't really realize how how hard you have it until you 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 over it. Mm-hmm. I think that happens a lot, and even with the people back home. I don't think they realize how hard they have an I'm sure they, know, I'm sure they are struggling. But for example, what happened with me? I remember and I was amazed of how the perspective, the perspective changes. Back home, of course, I had like my difficult times. I was very lucky that my parents always worked really hard. I really didn't miss anything. But then, I really didn't saw the severity and the level of of of, of how bad it was, and so I moved here. It's almost like seeing the boat sinking from the, from the outside, then it's when you see like all oh, well, these people seem to be sinking and they are not seeing that because they are, they're there. I, I still know people there and they're like, they really, you wouldn't know, they're there because you look at their social media, for example, You you, they seem like nothing is happening because they're just getting getting on with their lives. So that is one of the sad things about it. a the youth is actually missing out on a lot of things that they won't experience because of the situation there, because it won't allow them to.
0: I mean, I think people aren't really, I don't think they're really living their lives. I just think they're kind of getting by as much as they can. But it really helps to be with family and friends, I guess, but. You know, it, I think yeah. it can be really lonely because when people start leaving, like for example, when I left, I was like one of the first people that left in my class, and then people kept leaving. And then now there's like two people left of the whole class in, you know, in Venezuela. So
1: I had literally so many goodbye parties, which I loved. I literally. <laughs> I had the best time like because at the time they would just go and it was so normal to people for people to leave they was like the next logical step was to leave so it's like everyone's going that way anyway so I'm just gonna enjoy the party but then when you actually look at that there is a whole your whole nucleus and your whole support system that you have for all these years dismantling it you can call it a, a hate to your almost like an ego death because then you have all these things that you you are so used to all these people that's always been there to support you and naturally when people go and like go different countries, especially when you're young. Um, I'm not saying all the time, communications won't lack, will lack and communications will be the same as they were before. So that is your friendships, your childhood friendships are so important for so many people away. And, and I think that is uh, one of the the worst things that's happening at the moment is uh, how families are going separated and how friendships are unconsciously and not because people want to, but because people is growing apart. Mm-hmm all of those connections are being lost.
0: Yeah. Honestly naturally it happens and it's really really sad. But I think wow, it's just really all a part of life, you know, you and then you come into this country and you meet all these wonderful people, but you still mm-hmm. have kind of that nostalgic memory of your home and you know all the smells yeah the arepas cooking and oh, <laughs> like so the arepas
1: like yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is what you say because it's normal it's normal for people to, for, to walk a different path and it's normal for people it, that is just life it is normal everyone goes through it everyone probably a lot of people here that have still their, their friends from childhood close by or nearby they probably don't talk to them but that is normal but then for for example for me on the back of my head until this day it's more like the um, i'm missing i'm missing that type of i would like to say yeah i met her 20 years ago and she's here you would like to think that because they're being your friends for such a long time you'd like to be more present mm. which is not really possible and then it's like the what if
0: it's hard to maintain uh friendships definitely definitely when you leave as well because i think what i found as well is that you're living this really different life and they're living this really hard life and your life is really really hard but then sometimes you get the questions that you know people ask you like oh now you've got so much money because you went to another country and it's like no I don't, I really <laughs> don't. <laughs> so I think it's the misconception of not understanding each other's lives and I think maybe that's why relationships start to kind of fade apart. I
1: mean, I have one of my friends from uni, but we still speak to each other. She lives in Barcelona now, but she moved two years after I left. So I remember on those two years, it was really, um, obviously she knows the struggle. I actually helped her pay her ticket to come here. I still speak to them and obviously they're my friends. So no matter what happens, I'm always going to try to keep that that connection with them, but it's just harder because I have to actively do it. It needs to be an actual, an active effort of my behalf to try and actually keep that, you know, going because they have their lives, they're adults now. We met when we were 17 years old, that is almost 10 years ago. Is that what if you didn't got to see her get her first job or she didn't see me get my first job or getting my driving license or, you know stuff like that that i think people cheer uh, you know cherish and cheer and and experience with each other things that i couldn't do with them so it's more like getting old
0: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) you know having that feeling because i think that being a venezuelan you will live very specific things and you have certain feelings that only other Venezuelans will have or will share with you. If you could say anything right now to other Venezuelans, but around the UK, around the world, what would you say?
1: I would probably just say that use the skills. I don't want to call it street smart, but use those skills that you got on that environment on your favor and realize how resilient you are. Um, People back home is really prepared. I would just encourage them to embrace the country they are, wherever they are, really embrace that, really try to like understand that, get used to it, respect that, and share. Obviously, if you wanna represent Venezuelans, do it by been a good example of a hard-working, resilient, streetwise person. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That was absolutely amazing.